0: Bye. 17 and this episode's double feature is a pair of Italian cannibal films we're gonna be talking about the notorious cannibal holocaust as well as another Italian cannibal film that came out on the heels of cannibal holocaust cannibal Ferox. it's gonna be huge it's gonna be sick in more ways than one can't wait first things first though let me introduce my co-hosts. That was Paris. It went wow. Paris, how are you?
1: <laughs> I went yeah in a oh. in a kind of a <laughs> uh, uncomfortable way, one might say. <laughs>
0: uh, and also, hi,
1: it's me. I'm here. hi, hi,
0: hi, hi. And Travis, what's up, my dude? Yo, 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 what's up? Cool intro, dude. Thanks. <laughs> I am to stick with that one. <laughs> <Kevin> sounds <laughs> so
1: fucking over it. <laughs> <laughs> so these were my picks. I haven't even started.
0: Yeah. He's really setting the stage, setting the mood. Um, yeah. <laughs> so these were my picks. Um, apparently, I have a reputation on the show for torturing my co-hosts, and it sounds like this was no different, but I'm excited to get into it. Um these were first time watches for the both of you, both movies. Right? Travis, mm-hmm. correct? And Why
2: would I ever subject myself to this garbage?
0: Well, you know, film your film buff. <laughs> this is uh Talk about checking a box, <laughs> Jesus. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> and uh Paris, you had you had not you weren't familiar with these films prior to me bringing them up, were you or or were you yeah, aware so of Cannibal I Holocaust?
3: never,
1: I had never seen them, but I think it was maybe on some, like, I Love the 70s or something like that on VH1, where I had actually heard about Cannibal Holocaust before, only in, like, kind of the some of the controversy surrounding it. I
2: was like, why the fuck was that featured on I Love the 70s? <laughs> they were Cause, riffing, cause it dude. Went through,
1: it went through, like, everything in pop culture, at that time you know yeah exactly exactly and so it was just like this was a weird moment in the world i guess
0: well so i guess i'll start by providing a, a little bit of background on on what this movie is so it's um let me read the plot synopsis during a rescue mission into the Amazon rainforest A professor stumbles across Lost film shot by a missing Documentary crew It was directed by Ruggiero Diodato And Very notorious They call it a, a video nasty So this film Upon release was Banned in many countries uh, It was Heavily edited in many Countries and in the mid 80s kind of had a, I don't want to say a renaissance, but it's, uh, as home video kind of blew up, this movie developed a reputation as being something Mm -hmm. unlike anything that anyone's ever seen. It's sick, disgusting, you know, it it developed a reputation from, uh, for home video you know people who go to their local video store and you know the guy who was behind the counter might right. be like hey you know what we got in today we got cannibal holocaust you ever See, heard of and i it? feel like
1: it's more like something <laughs> someone would find in like the bargain bin there and then like pass around amongst amongst friends who had a vcr you know
0: <laughs> sure well like, so- i feel like
1: it's something that you wouldn't like w- like want to rent like legally
0: <laughs> so that's the thing. I mean, it's, this is not a movie that has ever had any kind of mainstream presence. It's always been kind of an underground cult film, both in critic circles. I mean, there is a lot of, um, what, what, what's the word, like um, academic, uh, not studies, but you know academic articles and, and research papers on this movie mm-hmm. in particular. And, you know, its cultural significance as far as, you know, its, its content, but also, you know, its context in the in the sense that this movie basically pioneered the concept of found footage. That's not something that was really popularized until the right. Blair Witch Project yeah. came out. So the fact that this was filmed... Like twenty years before Blair Witch Project, like that's something that I do think you can watch this movie and maybe not appreciate, but at least understand its impact. And while it might be uh, reprehensible, right. and some of the uh, <laughs> the content within it is um, very difficult to watch, and we can have a conversation about, you know, is it justified? Oh, you we know. Will. <laughs> but before <laughs> <Is it> justify <laughs> <laughs> well so before um, i kind of get into my thoughts on it, i'm curious i want to know what was the experience watching this film was it well, was how difficult was it Did, was there any sense of you know i understand why this film is significant so was it just start to finish torture i want to hear it and whoever wants to go first can go first
1: so I actually wanted to go first um, to kind of continue on the same road that you're on, not quite get into how my thoughts and feelings on it yet, mm-hmm. but I thought it was interesting that you mentioned that it was sort of a precursor to the Blair Witch Project. Cause like, as, as I'm sure you guys know, like for the Blair Witch Project, they had like the actors that were in it, like uh, stay out of the public eye, So it would feel more real. It was like advertises as like as if it was a documentary mm-hmm. people were really like, unsure of what was real or not and this one i know had a very similar probably even more so because it was the first of its kind like a very similar reception even even so much as like the director was arrested and charged with um first obscenity and then murdering uh, or was charged with murder Mm -hmm. for uh several of the actors And um, literally had to in court um, have the actors submit um, like written affidavits that they were actually alive because they had um, to kind of kind of do the same thing as Blair Witch to kind of give that vibe of what is real, what is true. Um, In their contract, it had asked them to like disappear out of public eye for a year after shooting to maintain the illusion that they died.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was a huge deal when the movie came out and there was litigation like you're saying he was literally on trial for potentially murdering these people and i mean you know we can we can get into some of those specifics down the road here but um do you do you want to give your general impression paris or
1: um i'd actually rather hear from travis first i'm very curious as to <laughs> what he has to say about this <laughs> all right buddy
3: okay, okay.
2: so sure we'll give it a little credit for uh, being a pioneer of uh, found footage films but uh, beyond that not much for me in this one Um, and Matt I'm assuming this one went up for you based on your previous score because this movie was made for you this is like the pure trash and that's what you love so <laughs> Jesus, damn calling him out no i mean Matt. uh what's the word for it he uh has bad he's taste. a champion of trash
0: i love that <laughs> champion the champion of trash <laughs>
2: Uh, but yeah it's got it's got everything you'd want in a movie, right it's got uh torture, rape, animal killings uh, cannibalism oh my god all the boxes are checked <laughs> uh no, this movie was trash and uh it uh was somewhat disturbing, although I'm pretty desensitized already so it didn't really like gross me out too much. There were some parts that were uncomfortable and some parts that did make me a little upset. Um, but ultimately I just thought it was kind of boring and there is some craft to it, but like the the ADR stuff was not into that. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know, it's just such like a gross movie and I just don't really get any enjoyment out of watching it. And like I said before or on the last episode, I don't think I would ever choose to watch this (laughs) just because of the content. Like it just doesn't sound appealing whatsoever. Um, Yeah. But yeah, that's my initial impression.
0: Totally fair. Um,
1: All right. Paris, what did you think? So I have lots of thoughts and feelings on this and i'm very i don't know. So while so it was interesting because i, you know, of course as i usually do, i was like looking at some trivia, doing some research and there was a lot of stuff about how the director stated that he regretted making it and then originally i was like, well i regret watching this. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> did it even need to happen? And then i think but but there's another part of me that really connected with the message of the movie. And that whole, like, turning the mirror around and, like, who are the real monsters? And also that kind of even, like, second layer of exploitation of, like, we as the audience, like, the three of us watching this is exploitative in of itself. Because it, are we the same as those people, you know... We don't need to get into it too much right now but like Mm -hmm. are we the same as those folks like watching those horrible things happen and you know i just it was i i i it kind of hooked me even though i was repulsed and i literally was listing all the different things that um, i'm gonna have to um uh, bill Matt for for my therapy session um <laughs> there were uh i don't know if it was the second or third rape scene that i just like couldn't even i i just i just couldn't even uh look at the screen anymore and but honestly you know one of the one of the most difficult scenes for me because all i know all the animal um all the animal killing was real mm-hmm Because everything else is a movie, right? It's fucked up, but ultimately it's fake. Yeah. And I know all all of the um, mistreatment of animals is real, and so when they the turtle scene, I started crying. Turtles are my favorite animal. (laughs) I knew it was coming. I couldn't even watch most of it, 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 but but only because I knew it was real. Because it didn't look that real, you know. It looked kind of fake, honestly, which was kind of weird but only because I knew Killer it was real. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I knew they were murdering a turtle for no fucking reason. Mm-hmm. And I just, I literally start crying and it was so funny because I didn't watch this with Kurt. He came home like the, uh, you know, toward the end third and I'm just sitting there like eyes all red and puffy like watching this. Like, I fucking hate Matt. I'm so mad right now. <laughs> but, but... I still really connected with it. And so I'm having a hard time. (sighs) Do you guys know what I mean?
0: So I totally know what you mean. And I'll I'll piggyback on that. So this was the second time I had seen this movie. The first time was literally in a trash cinema class in college. We watched Campbell Holocaust. And I mean, Travis alluded to my score on Letterboxd. I I gave it a 2.5. And I had a very similar experience where it was, you know, there. Like Travis said, there's some craft involved, um, right. which I grew actually grew to appreciate way more on the second watch. But on a first watch, I was like, "This is pretty poorly made and difficult." In the sense that, basically, the non-found footage stuff, like the precursor um, sequence where they're establishing like the yeah. expedition where they retrieve the um, retrieve the film that stuff is brutal um, brutal in the sense that it's like poorly acted poorly shot and it,
1: it's just like you didn't bad. like the stylization of like going into the TV in the beginning I thought that was so neat <laughs> <laughs> so like you're laughing I'm not I'm yeah, not kidding it, I thought that was really neat
3: no yeah but
0: but that's kind of cool as, like, but
2: a, a framing device but
3: yeah and I don't yeah, I don't think like it was cool, poorly like shot it,
2: though like the city stuff and like the uh like the tracking shots at the beginning it was i think it was well shot the tracking yeah, shots I, I sure I,
1: I kind of the I'm city not, stuff yeah. i thought
0: was bad and I like that the adr doesn't help well no. okay sure but the adr doesn't help like you're watching it I had very, I think probably zero exposure to stuff like that. You know, ADR films, low budget. But the from Giallo that era. films we
1: like recently watched, you guys didn't seem to mind that at all. And I think that because we had already watched those, I was so like, uh, oh, what is it called? Like exposure therapy. Like I was so like, like numb to it that I actually didn't, it didn't bother me this time.
0: Oh, it didn't bother me this time. I'm talking about the first time I saw it, like comparing my first experience to your experience. Like, I was very turned off by the way the movie looked and the ADR and the the acting. Like, there's not good acting in this film by any means, except Mm -hmm. once you get to the found footage stuff, there's some moments that, like, I I honestly understand why there was all this controversy because, like, there were times where I was like, fuck, like, how do they it do this? Feels, what am I looking at? It, it, yeah, it feels very real. Totally. It felt almost like watching a snuff film or something, right?
1: Yes. Mm. And
0: I was very repulsed by that and didn't really care or think too much about, like, what the film was trying to say. I think I even had a negative reaction because... And I'm, I still was not a fan of it the second time. You're saying time. The f- on first watch? Yeah. But when I, so the, the message of the movie... The first watch, I think, was like, "What? This is so like you really need to do this to make that point." Kind of reaction to it, you know. And then okay. when the movie ends, and I still don't like this part on the second watch. But the movie ends with the main guy like literally walking out of the TV studio, being like, "I wonder who the real cannibals are." Like that okay. literally so being that the was, end of the movie.
1: <laughs> I mean, that was dumb. Like that yeah. was that was like a little too on. The it nose. didn't need to be. That yeah. felt very like 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 you're telling instead of showing like it didn't need to be especially because totally. it was really funny because I even said to Kurt it's like it's like a mirror it's like who are the real cannibals and then he said it at the end and I was like oh well, right. I don't like that as much anymore
0: totally didn't need <laughs> to be in there and comes no. across as like Ugh, barf so first watch I did, did not really enjoy it there were things that I thought were interesting but thought it was slow was repulsed by it found that the whatever merit there was in it was outweighed by how shitty and repulsive the content is that was my experience but i was intrigued right enough that i actually volunteered to watch the movie a second time and wanted to watch it a second you volunteered time volunteered all y'all. of us to watch exactly. it <laughs> exactly <Yeah>. so <clears throat> this this time i like i can't go as far as saying i loved it Obviously Thank there is mean, I'm not gonna anyone, be that guy. If anyone
1: says they love this, I would seriously ask if they're getting help. I'm not like, gonna be are that are you under a watch, you know, like are you okay? Do you need help? Like what's going on? Totally. It just proves
2: how, how metal you are, how many stars you give it. I know, dude. Fucking metal well, fuck. We will see how metal we all are at the end, I guess.
1: But uh, I think
0: I really appreciated on a rewatch the structure of the film. Like the fact that you have this yeah. introductory sequence where you get this like, you know, this urban jungle in the city and you get to see like the filth in, in New York juxtaposed with these images flying over the Amazon, cutting back and forth and establishing this like sense of like media sensationalism like super early on in the film. As, you know, like something that this movie is going to try and explore. And I don't know. Just the way – I was way more into the story. you know, what little story there is. More so from a structure standpoint as far as, like, them going into the Amazon. And we see – I feel like the first half of the film is kind of trying to set up the film in such a way that you're kind of viewing it from, like – the perspective of the quote-unquote civilized right right like a lot of the early uh horror and like mutilation that we see is committed by the indigenous tribe right and it's gross and you're like oh this is this is well, hard even, to watch and but
1: even then like when when you first see uh, a native person um eating what looks like uh, raw meat in mm-hmm. whatever capacity, the the guide says something along the lines of that is unusual. That's got to be something done uh, as a part of a special ritual that that uh, or a special. Um, Not ritual. It was another word like that. But but I I thought it was interesting that even at the beginning, they're kind of saying like, yes, they're doing these things that look horrific, but that's not the norm.
0: Yes, exactly. And not only that, but even things that are part of the norm, it's framed in such a way that you're meant to understand, or maybe not, you're not meant to understand, but you realize pretty quickly that what's happening and what you're seeing is part of their culture and there's a reason for it. And it may be repulsive through the quote unquote <laughs> civilized lens, but it's establishing right. this fact that you're here, you're a visitor and you may find what you're seeing horrific, but it's, I'm not going to call it justified, but there's a reason for it.
1: You know what I mean? I mean, I would, yeah, I, to. so
2: for to culture, what,
1: what, what
2: for the culture for all you uh, non educated oh. uh, people out there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. Just kidding. It's
2: clearly an inside <laughs> joke that is just going over everyone's head.
3: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You so you haven't I, heard that term ferda?
2: F- Furda culture. We're, we're still no. on ferda. Like like ferda. It's like short for for, for the culture. The?
0: Yeah, I, I get it.
2: Yeah. Ferda.
0: That's not yeah. a reference. So they did on.
2: it. I mean, I understand.
1: It. I just have never heard it before. Yeah. So, Anyway. You need to watch
2: uh-huh. more Twitch, I guess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I watched zero Twitch. Anyway. Um, yeah. So <laughs> just trying to get off this topic. Um, so one of my favorite <laughs> moments in this movie is where you realize that the behavior of the natives to the folks in the first half of the movie is directly caused by the horrific actions of the original group Mm -hmm. that came to find them like the first white people that they ever meet are just the absolute scum of the earth worst fucking people and treat them worse than animals they're just they're i I keep saying horrific but like it really we're really put in the horrific and horror this week Mm -hmm. like it just they just are so disgusting in the way they treat the animals the people each other everything is just so gross and you realize that like the native people are are, were then reacting to the second group because they had then been like well fuck we now know that what these fucking white people with guns are gonna do let's react strongly and let's like be aggressive and stuff like when like I don't know I I, want to talk with you guys about The moment that you realize when they're, uh, the sex scene, the moment that you realize that they're having sex on the ruined remains of the burned down huts of the village that they just literally forced these people to burn, and like, oh my god, like, Mm -hmm. what, like, how impactful was that for you guys? That was tough to watch because not only that but like you see in the background
0: like the survivors are all huddled together and they're just in the background like
1: and the camera it just keeps pulling out and pulling out and pulling and then you realize what like because at first you just think they're having sex right then you realize they're having sex on the ruins that they just caused then you realize that they're they're being watched by the like you said the survivors (laughs) of them oh my god it's just
0: it's totally fucked and it's fucked for that reason right this movie does this lays this groundwork to pull the rug out from under you right because there's stuff that's hard to watch in the first half of it but you realize that it's it's establishing this relationship between these this new group of um white people and this tribe and they are hostile Toward the explorers Whatever you want to call them And they don't really understand And it's like Oh they're so savage And all this stuff And then you realize Right Once they go through Excuse me Once they go through What they go through To get To recover the tapes They like make a trade Because doesn't Doesn't the guy like uh, um, He gives them something Right
1: The tape His tape recorder Because he had recorded their um, Oh the voices chant
0: Right Mm -hmm. Right They trade that In exchange for the tapes And then get out of there Right and the whole second half of the movie is pulling the rug out from under you. And I love the structure of that because not only do you have the operating on that level where it's flipping the script and it's showing these this expedition where they are perpetrating the violence and it, there's no justification for it, right? It's just sick. They're just doing it for sensationalism and they're basically rigging the situation so that they can edit it and use clips to show like, oh, there's look at these people. They're so savage. Look at this. And they're basically creating a narrative so that they can sell it. And that aspect of like media sensationalism. I didn't really pick up on the first time I watched it and I just didn't really understand like why, why, why are we watching this? Why do we have to be here seeing this? You know what I mean? And it wasn't until I watched it the second time that I started to pick up on more of that and really appreciated just how smart the construction of the film is and kind of what it's trying to say. It's funny you say that because that's, uh, that's how I
2: felt watching the entire movie. Why? Why? (laughs)
1: Maybe you need to watch it again in 10 years, Travis. Mm -hmm.
2: Uh, I will never watch this movie again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Uh, Honestly. To Yeah.
2: Oh, I was going to say to add to the the point of the movie or what you guys are talking about a little bit. It did kind of give me the same kind of vibe I got or like the same thing that Michael Hanukkah was going for with Funny Games where it's like, Um, you put this imagery on screen or you know like you make this horrific movie and then it's basically up to the audience to decide if they want to watch it or not and if they get enjoyment out of it or not and then like it basically like is like a reflection of the viewer and it's the movie's almost telling you not to watch it but then if you continue to watch it it's almost like you're part of the problem Mm -hmm. you know what i'm trying to say
0: no no totally I think that's
2: definitely 100%.
0: an objective but of the movie. But why do you have to kill animals
2: to make that point?
1: <laughs> that to me is the only thing that's like completely inexcusable about this and I know that a lot of the actors and people that were on the film like were really against it and the director said he really regrets it but that doesn't change the fact that like that's like just absolutely inhumane and ridiculous. And but at the same at time
2: like that's like one of the most extreme things you could do on film and technically get away with it. So it's almost like he was trying to push the boundary as far as he could without like actually killing a human being. Like in real life as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But so, to me I'm um, not going to really give him credit for that. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. <laughs> oh, totally.
0: But I mean to your point like that is one of the things that this movie is most known for and talked about and people still watch it. I mean I know you guys were basically kind of forced to watch it, but like people still watch it <laughs> knowing that there's animal mutilation in it. And exactly, like what does that say? like you know that's part of the commentary is like what does it say that we're now 40 years removed from the, this film being made. And mm-hmm. it's still talked about, there's still, you know, there are sickos who are like, this is a masterwork, and it's a, it's, a, it's pure cinema and all this stuff. And it's like, pure <laughs> cinema, yeah. baby. Like, it, it, it's <laughs> it's problematic. And, like, there are things that shouldn't be forgiven.
1: Extraordinarily. But just because
0: it's obscene doesn't mean that there isn't some sort of, of value that can be derived from it like yeah those animals were killed that's fucked up and there's no justification for it but i mean you know we're still talking about the fucking turtle 40 years later no one's talking about the I don't want, cheeseburger I don't want you ate, the You know what i mean
1: i don't want to talk about the turtle <laughs> the turtle was I literally rough. cried you guys i yeah it, the scene that scene went on for so long but I, I guess I wanted to oh, yeah. kind of actually explore something a, a little less uh just, well, not less disturbing, less disturbing in a different way. Um, <laughs> Matt, when you were talking about some of like the where it looks into like journalism and sensationalism of journalism and all that, mm-hmm. it kind of reminded me of I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with this story of Kevin Carter was a photographer who won a Pulitzer Prize for the photo he took of the famine that was going on in Sudan um, in 1993. And it's a really famous photo of a very clearly starving child on the ground, like crumpled up, actually mm-hmm. walking on the way to a food center. And there's like a vulture behind them.
0: Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about.
1: And, you know, I'm talking about Travis. I don't know if you're familiar. I do with not
2: that. know what you're talking about. Sorry. Can you say okay, the, well, the
1: name? of the I can. Guy I can the... send it to you. Yeah. So his name is Kevin Carter. Um, If you look up Kevin Carter, like Pulitzer photo, like I'm sure it'll, the story will come up, but he actually won the Pulitzer prize for it in 1994 and then um, died by suicide two months later because there was a lot of like, why was he taking pictures of that and not helping, you know, like, is it, there's like a kind of a journalistic like you you're not supposed to make yourself part of the story, but at what point do you become like not human anymore by not helping someone like this? This poor child was like clearly starving. I don't know. It just kind of made me think of that. Of like as as a viewer, you're looking at this, and it at, on the one hand, it's it's such a such an intense photo, and I'm sure it got a lot of people like. Uh, to know about what was going on there Mm -hmm. but at the same time it's kind of that sensationalism of like Mm -hmm. is it is it the right thing to be taking photos of and taking advantage of this these people that are actually living their lives there and so I don't know it kind of the 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 message of the movie kind of reminded me of those themes as well Mm
0: -hmm. oh totally and I think when it comes to that aspect of the film and the You know, does it justify... Like, I think ultimately the question about this movie is, does it justify its own existence, right? Because, yeah, it's making these profound, to some maybe, points about, um, you know, looking at these... The difference between what the civilized call the uncivilized and the idea that is of a savage, like, that's constructed by colonizers right to create a narrative about these people so that they can be destroyed and it can be chalked up to oh well they're just savages you know what i mean like that that's part of a white european colonizer um totally racist
1: and colonialist yeah totally
0: so you you have that going on you're making these points but at the same time the movie is and the filmmakers sort of are complicit that own because
1: exploitation
0: because they did, they flew out to the Amazon and they did film, you know, they, they worked with this indigenous tribe and they are, you know, directing them and they're actually a real tribe in the Amazon. And it's like, right. at what point does the can the film justify its own existence? Right. Cause you can make your film be about, you know, exploitation and sensational media, but you are exploitation and you are sensational media, you know what I mean? I mean so I it's think like that's it's a larger
1: question for like all of the exploitation films of that genre and all of the different like subgenres of exploitation. like is yeah, it's it's sort of showing that there is that exploitation, but it's also being exploitative. I don't know. I kind of feel like that's a little bit of a snake that eats its own tail. Oh it, there, well, it totally you know what I mean? is. like
3: yeah.
0: Because I mean, like, what what are the options? Like, you come out on the side where it's like, you know, yeah, there's a conversation to be had, and there's substance to this film, and yeah, it's reprehensible, but you know, there's a conversation to be had, and there is um, a purpose, and it, it is this film art. You know, you can land on that side, or you can land on the side of you know, this movie is repulsive, it's trash. There's no reason it should exist. And neither side is wrong. You know what I mean? Like <laughs>
1: I was going to say, I kind of strongly, strongly am on both sides. <laughs> <laughs> I had a really hard time with this movie, partially because it is so just like awfully, like the images are just so awful. But partially because of that, because I was like, I did not enjoy I, I anyone that said they enjoyed their viewing of this movie. I would I would seriously take a second glance at but but I still thought it was good and important and interesting.
0: Totally. Travis?
2: Yeah. I know I've been mostly negative, but I do think I ultimately land somewhere in the middle, maybe slightly more negative than positive. And I do think it's just because, um, you know, on top of the, the problems with it, um, I just don't find it very entertaining or, like Paris said, enjoyable. So... It's just not really my cup of tea. So, you know, take all the themes, the the art, what he's trying to say, remove all of that. It's just not a very, like, f- fun or entertaining movie. Right. It's and not no, it's every no, movie has to be fun or definitely entertaining. Definitely not but... that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but to be fair, like, you can, to your point, like, you can recognize that there's a conversation to be had and there is, you know, there is some importance With the legacy of this film, but at the same time, you don't want to fucking watch it. You didn't enjoy watching it, you know. Like that's totally fair too, because it's like you can also be
1: recommend anyone else watch this movie. I guess is what I. That's kind of that kind of like. I I just would never want to put this on someone else, Uh Matt.
0: Oh, God. No, Matt, this, so this was sorry. actually
2: the perfect uh, the perfect opportunity to uh, make us watch this movie. So, yep. ultimately, to literally force
1: it. us to watch this movie. <laughs> 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 I mean, well, obviously I literally would have, have never watched so. it. So, yeah, absolutely not.
0: So, two other two last things I want to mention before we move on. Um, one thing we haven't really talked about, and I, I want to speak to this personally, is the the morbid curiosity aspect of it. Cause I did force Mm. you guys to watch this movie. I would have watched this movie on my own, even if I didn't watch it in a film class. You know what I mean? Cause I've always had that morbid curiosity and I've always been drawn to you know, I I grew up watching horror movies. I, so I at a very young age started getting into like metal that had very graphic imagery, and I've always kind of been drawn to this like exploration of you know the human limits, nastiness, and, and this is just nasty, <laughs> baby, nasty. <laughs> and even things like you know, as a kid in coming up in the internet age, like I was that kid who watched like
1: two girls, one cup.
0: Well, no, worse than that. Like mur- like murder videos. Hell? Like I've seen some of those Matt! murder videos. What?
1: Matt, have oh you ever no death? Are you serious?
0: I'm serious, yeah. What I have the fuck, seen Matt? No, it's been obviously I'm not still on the internet fucking surfing the web looking for murder videos, but like as a 15, 16-year-old that's year old,
1: like a full I don't I don't know. I man, know.
0: I've always been I'm that. Reevaluating,
1: one, I'm reevaluating our friendship. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And, like, there are things that I would not watch and I would refuse to watch. But, like, I've seen some of that stuff, you know? These – you get oh. in this this morbid curiosity of, like, I, I want to see what that looks like, you know? You get in that headspace where you're, like, I'm repulsed by this. It's horrific. But I can't help but feeling like I want to see something. You know what I mean? Like, so, it's always I feel been like a part of like that goes back
1: to – you were like, I would have watched this even if you hadn't seen it. Even if it wasn't for the podcast, you would have watched it at some point. I would never have. I I appreciate gore in movies. And I actually, I, I, I like gore if it's violent. I don't like gore if it's like sexual.
3: Sure. Um, if there's yeah. any
1: like kind of that element of it. But like if it's very violent, like I actually really enjoy that. Or not I don't know, enjoy isn't the wrong word. Uh morbid curiosity probably <laughs> is a better way of saying that. But but I never would have thought about because my main thing I knew about this was it looks so real, the actors uh had to prove that they weren't murdered and there also was real animal abuse in this. So I was like, why would I watch that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Travis, what are your thoughts on that? Um
2: Honestly, yeah, I was curious to watch this, like back in high school, but I just never got around to it. Um, but just as I've gotten older, I just am not as curious about this kind of material. It just, I don't know, just kind of gross. Like I can watch it and sure I'm slightly curious and you know, I may feel like I'm missing out if I don't watch it, but at the same time, like there's just so many other things to watch that aren't this disturbing. And I would much rather Wait. just watch one of those things right. like i haven't watched a serbian <laughs> film for that reason and i'm, I'm curious to watch it mm. and i'm curious to just like check the box but at the same time i i just don't know if i can like bring myself to actually push play
3: right <laughs> <laughs> and
0: you know that's i the, i've seen a lot you know i've seen martyrs i've seen inside like the french new wave exploitation horror like i've always been drawn to that so this is something I, I would have watched on my own anyway right so i wanted to touch on the morbid curiosity aspect of it and then the only, the last thing i want to mention is the music did you guys like the music because i think the score in this movie is pretty dope and effective too like there are some scenes uh. where that cue comes on like those that like super like droning score and you're like oh fuck what i need to look away like it's like triggering you know what i mean did you guys feel that yeah. way about the score it
2: it did have some like john carpenter synth vibes to it um i just thought it was a little repetitive sure. and then the the like kind of like goofy upbeat beat that like starts the movie <laughs> i did like that even though it didn't really feel like it fit yeah. the movie yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: but i feel like that was almost kind of the fun of it like you feel like everything's fine, no big deal, whatever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. That music juxtaposed with the title Cannibal Holocaust is just such a weird yeah. mishmash. You know what I mean? Like tonally it's like Ugh. It's like whiplash. I do really like the score though. I, I, I like the music a lot. I appreciate the score more on a rewatch than I did the first time. I don't think I was really I think paying I- attention to it.
2: I think I prefer the music in the next movie we're going to talk about. I was oh, going to say God. the same thing, actually.
1: Are you
3: serious? <laughs> okay. Well, oh, we'll get
1: to man. it when we get, get to it. Get ready
2: for <laughs> this fucking conversation.
0: So <laughs> We will get to it. <laughs> we should move on. Um, yeah. Let's hear your star ratings. Where did you land on Cannibal Holocaust? I know it's a weird movie to assign a star rating to, but let's um, hear it i will go
2: two
1: wow um i went with four
3: whoa yeah (laughs) you love i was
1: trying to i know that's why i was having such a hard time because i was like i don't know it it affected me in a lot of different ways but in the biggest way it, it like I feel like it, it, it affected me in the ways that it wanted to, in the ways where I was like, oh my God, it's like a mirror back to us. And how does this work in it? Like the journalistic ethics and like I, I was, it got me you guys in <laughs> this movie got me. <laughs> and despite the fact that I would not recommend this to anyone and I didn't enjoy my viewing again, I would say anyone that enjoyed it, like I, I, I would be concerned for, but but I really like just it. 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 I don't know, man. It got me. I don't know. I. I. Yeah. That's all I can well, at least, say. at
2: least at um, least you had a reaction to it. I feel like the worst sin of a movie is when you just feel nothing. Right. Or, or well, ha- and that it sounds like it kind of was or... for you, Travis.
1: Right. <laughs> like it was either horrific or boring. Right for you.
2: Um. There just wasn't a lot to enjoy. It was. I mean, I was. I wasn't that bored watching it, but it's just like the subject matter doesn't do anything on an entertainment level, so it's just kind of, I don't know, it's just kind of blah the whole time.
0: So let me let watching me throw let me throw this at, at, at you. <laughs> so the main character in the found footage section, everything else about the movie is exactly the same, but you remove that guy, like out the mustache. And you replace him with Ryan Gosling's character in Drive. The anthropologist, you mean? Oh my God. <laughs> How much replace does the that... anthropologist? No, 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 In the found <laughs> footage, uh, uh the like the camera. Oh, crew, the, the guy blonde with the guy, yeah. Jack or whatever. Yes, that guy. Oh, okay.
1: Everything That's else it, about the movie a, is a the full same. star bump.
0: Yes. And you you have uh, uh Kavinsky's Stop night call, Travis <laughs> the opening credits. <laughs> no, no, no. How huge? now we're talking, baby. <laughs> Um,
1: that's
2: a
0: movie <laughs> so uh, I also am going with a four so I'm surprised that you went that high to Paris wow um, but I, I
1: think I was also surprised <laughs>
0: <laughs> to your point though like you it's not a film that you enjoyed but it had it left an impact on you and it made you think and that's exactly how I felt like this is not something that it, this is a movie that I honestly haven't really stopped thinking about since the first time I saw it right I never like it's not a movie you forget you know regardless of your impression of it like it leaves its mark on you and I think on a rewatch I appreciated it more you know like once you get past the initial like shock and awe aspect of it like you realize there is some stuff that this movie is doing and um you know, I I've, I've felt we were going higher than a four. I had a moment where I was like, "Is this a
1: five star movie?" I was like, "No, it's okay. not." <laughs> I also had that moment. I was like, "Should I go four point five? Maybe even?" And I was like, "Absolutely not, Paris. Are you? What is even happening? Don't do that."
0: But it's weird, right? I mean, it's so movie made me feel some type of way, and um, I gotta ask. Travis did Haley is slowly watch
1: like googling, like, "How can I fire my co-hosts?" <laughs> Haley, how can I separate myself from these people?
2: Oh, no, 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 I'm the guest. So if anything, I would just politely exit exit stage right? the show.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I wouldn't kick you off your own show.
0: So Haley did not watch it with me. She was present though for a lot of it. She was like, I don't know what it's called. St- like, like, uh, stitching. You know how you like draw, you like draw She's doing cross stitch. She sent me a picture. Yes, it yes. looks like a
1: little carrot.
0: She was doing cross stitch. And yeah. literally, there were multiple times where I was like, don't look up now. And she did. And she's like, oh, God, yeah. Matt.
1: And I was like, I fucking told you not to look up. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I. Originally, was upset because I had to watch this mostly by myself because Kurt had to step out and run an errand, and when he got home, I was like, "You're really glad that you didn't have to watch this." Like I was, yeah.
0: Okay, well let's uh, let's move on from Cannibal Holocaust to Cannibal Ferox.
1: Can we take a quick break?
0: Yes, ma'am. We'll take a quick break, and we will be right back with Cannibal Ferox. Okay, we are back and ready to talk about Cannibal Ferox. So this is another Italian cannibal horror film released one year after Cannibal Holocaust. And the plot synopsis is... Three friends set out to disprove cannibalism on a trip to the Amazonian jungle, where they meet two men trying to escape a vicious cannibal tribe. This is written and directed by Umberto Lenzi. And uh I'll go first, very briefly. This movie is a complete and utter ripoff of Campbell Holocaust. It's so blatantly yeah. obvious. And Uh, I really did not enjoy much about this movie at all. It's even more poorly acted than Cannibal Holocaust. We're talking, like, 70s porno level of acting in this movie. Like, really bad. (laughs) Now we're talking. (laughs) 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 Really bad. And just kind of tries to have something to say, but just in the most, like on the nose like uninteresting way like it's just so much more just i don't know just like a straight you know
2: it's a uh, exploitation film trashier less artful version of cannibal holocaust
0: yeah and to be fair slightly Definitely. less animal mutilation and significantly less rape but, but both still, are still some of
1: both yeah. and, and and i felt like Uh, Did we not learn our lessons about the animal mutilation? (laughs) Like, what's happening here?
2: Well, how far were these apart as far as release goes? One year apart. Okay, so they were Mm back-to-back. And they have no relation to each other.
0: No relation to each other other than that uh, Umberto Lenzi was like oh yeah Hannibal Koala Cost
1: Hannibal Koala Cost
0: There's a Joyce Manor there's song actually, called uh, Something Koala Cost
1: It's that. called Fuck Koala Because there's actually a band called Koala Cost That I really like that the drummer From Touche Amori was in And also someone from Joyce Manor Was in slash friends with It's not a big deal it's fine Moving Slow.
0: on. Let's getting into the the punk music trivia on this uh, Italian cannibal I episode. love Koala Cost. <laughs>
1: it's not a big deal. It's fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, r- rip off of Cannibal Holocaust in pretty much every sense. But I don't know. Some decent gore. I mean, there were some moments that were, yeah, gross. Special effects were cool. You know, like a, the gore hound in me was like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder how they did that. That's gross. Good for it. You know, kind of thing, but I just had a very blah reaction to this one across the board, and I'm curious in comparison to Holocaust, <laughs> how you guys felt.
2: All right, well, don't castrate me for this, but uh, I think I preferred this one a little bit more. Oh. But stop! Say, You're literally no, getting
1: say. castrated <laughs> at the stake.
2: <laughs> Are you gonna feed it to me too? <laughs> 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 uh i think yeah i was gonna say uh, the only reason why i probably enjoyed this one a little bit more is because i had just watched cannibal holocaust so i was not like in the mood but i was like wink primed
1: (laughs) you're right yeah
2: primed for the trash um that's fair it was a little more entertaining and i did i mean it's a bad movie but i did kind of find some enjoyment out of it with just how bad it was like it was what for me it was one of those like so bad it's okay or like you know <laughs> not so you terrible. would see this like midnight Wouldn't special so grind house
1: you know uh central um, cinema viewing let's say
2: i don't know <laughs> if i would like drive to seattle and pay for it and all that but and i don't know if i would watch it again But I, I don't know. I just didn't hate it. I hate, I mean, I, I liked it about as much as Holocaust. Um, I don't know. I think I was just in the right mood for it after Holocaust to not just completely disregard it. I'm not really trying to praise it. I'm just saying that because of, I watched Holocaust first, that this wasn't necessarily as bad as I thought it was going to be, or. Just my experience watching it wasn't as bad as I was expecting it to be.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's definitely has a less serious tone. Oh, yeah. I got got
2: some notes and we'll get into some of the moments, (laughs) but there are some good, like, funny moments in this movie. There are.
0: And I feel like a lot of that is also like the dubbing like may- maybe this is in your notes but there's some line <laughs> about like like a killing- jaywalking iguana
2: <laughs> jaywalking iguana he's like great a jaywalking iguana is just what we need
3: right now oh, <laughs> oh they crashed the car
1: that was such yeah. that was like there could not have been a more contrived reason to crash that fucking range rover i cannot like a jaywalking my God.
3: iguana <laughs> yep
1: who says that? <laughs> that was a killer line. And there's the- no fucking roads. There's, <laughs> this a club. of jaywalking. Like shut the fuck up.
0: And there's a line also where one of the one of the women says, uh, like, "Killing oh. two parrots with one cracker" or something like that. Do you know what I'm talking about? What?
2: I don't think I wrote that one
0: down. <laughs> yeah, no, something about taking nah, out. I don't know what you're talking taking about. Taking out two parrots with one cracker. You know, like Polly Wanna Cracker thing? Like taking out two parrots. I feel
1: like that had to have been the blonde because she it seemed was the blonde, Real dumb. It. Oh, <laughs> it was the blonde. She
2: was very dumb. When but she was like, don't you ever did get bored see her naked like, your, like four uh, times. Yeah. So. Six shooter. <laughs> and then she like immediately tries to fuck them
1: although i did appreciate her you know her whole like fucking to get a shower because like not that i you know not that i would do that or anything but like but i was like i get it like you want a shower and you're like eh i don't mind having sex with this dude i'm trying to have a shower and like a nice warm bed for a night like not not something i would do but you know you do you you know <laughs> Whatever. If you're if you're down to fuck that dude anyway, like, might as well get a shower and a nice warm bed out of it, right? Totally.
0: But like, uh, this is exactly what what we're talking about here, right? Like, it definitely way less serious. It's silly. This
1: movie tries oh, yeah. to take itself seriously in parts, especially the fucking end, which we can talk about. But it's it. This movie is silly. Is goofy. Totally. It's not.
2: It's fun. Well,
1: Paris, (laughs) where did you end on it? Borderline. (laughs) I felt that while it didn't have as much of the horrific uh, graphic imagery and stuff of the first one, it also lost a lot of the... I don't know, that spark, that like something or other that that I really liked about the first one. I just kind of felt like, like Travis said that for him, this is like a so bad, it's good. I didn't quite enter into that arena. It was just so bad, it's, and then it was just bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's just. Also, I think partially because of Cannibal Holocaust, I was, like, trying to disengage a little bit. Like, I was trying to be on my phone a little bit more and not get quite so, like, invested in the imagery. Because, um, because, because I was so traumatized by the first movie that I was like, okay, I don't want to start crying. I don't want to, like fucking feel sick to my stomach or i don't want to like hate all of humanity like i need to just i need to just you know not get so engaged in this movie and so part of that is probably my fault but i just wasn't wasn't into it the story didn't line up as well also can we just talk about how her fucking uh, PhD thesis is that like cannibalism it doesn't exist and I can prove it by going to this one spot where people think cannibals are and saying oh they're not here so it must not exist at all that's, like, such that's not how science a stupid
3: works premise <laughs> literally not f- how science works <laughs> <laughs> like
0: when that happened she explained that like that was the intention she's I need to prove this will prove that cannibalism doesn't doesn't exist i was like because this one tribe doesn't eat people it just proves <laughs> like, <laughs> that it's not there right i was yeah so stupid Amazing. and just it, the movie is really stupid but it's i think part yes. of the reason why i i've disliked this movie is because it is still offensive there is still stuff that's hard to watch mm-hmm. but i felt like the movie didn't earn it like, it does still have that. Those it tries to. In. Yeah, but it, it totally it tries it to. It tries
1: to earn it by being like, well, she's trying to prove that, um, you know, it's just it's just racism and white colonialism that uh, started these rumors of cannibalism. Which I'm like, yeah, probably, probably most, um, probably most quote unquote you know, factual stories or like, you know, people who came back and told, oh, this is how these native people are. Probably most of that is not true.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, and there's a lot of stuff to like back up that like, even when, you know, native people were here in America and white people came over, there's a lot of uh, accounts of native people being like, yeah, those white Europeans were fucking stinky and gross. And we were grossed out by them. Because mm-hmm. they were gross. Yep, you know and what I mean, and like
0: decimated our population with their diseased exactly. dicks and their just their fucking flea-ridden bodies.
1: Like, yeah, it's yeah, exactly. And so I think that there's just I I I I kind of I got what it was going for, but it didn't earn it. It was like trying to be. It was trying to be *Cannibal Holocaust*, where it was trying to have a message and and then still have its cake and eat it too, you know, like, and still be gruesome and fucked up and kind of play into those colonialist uh, ideals or whatever. But it just it just wasn't well done enough for that. It just ended up being kind of goofy. It just it
0: boils the mesh the message of *Cannibal Holocaust* down to the simplest version, which is the right. white people started it so the indigenous tribe fought back you know violence begets violence like right that's the basic that's basically what the premise of the movie is right <laughs> like these dude, two dudes show up the, and they're fucking shit up and then they retaliated
2: i mean you you kind of knew it was going to happen in the movie before it even started especially after watching holocaust but when that creeper right. dude shoots one of the uh like natives or whatever uh you know they are
0: fucked after that. <laughs> yep. That was yeah. the turning point where she was you like, the hey guy that looks
1: like the main oh, sorry, b-
0: bad guy we'll call him. Like the The guy
1: that looks like the, the guy Creeper that looks dude. like um the... Matt Stone. No, Trey Parker.
0: Yes, that guy. Yes. yes. The one yeah. who uh, I kept thinking to it was him and being twat. like, no, that's like
1: forty years older. <laughs> Yeah, I keep calling everyone a twat. Like, is that a is that a word? Like, I was so that felt so awkward though. Also, like, what a weird. That's mostly a
0: British thing. Like, uh,
2: I
1: wonder if the subtitles were British. I don't know.
2: Hot, hot pussy little bitch. That was a good line too. Just that guy was (laughs) did like that. yeah i love that or when he's like <laughs> i don't drink and then he pulls out a vial of coke <laughs> Fucking dude. yeah he's like oh, i yeah. don't drink i
1: only snort coke all day every day because i because of wellness health and wellness guys
0: (laughs) yeah this guy fucking parties let's get him in here
2: honestly dude
1: my favorite thing about that is basically the message of this movie is like if you do coke you will be a murderous maniac (laughs) so don't do coke kids that's like the (laughs) message that's like the ultimate like it tries to get other messages in there that's the only one that actually resonates like if you do blow in the jungle, you're gonna murder some native people. Like it's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. Don't See, so worry gonna gonna, gonna, <laughs> you're gonna have a bad time. You're gonna have a bad time.
0: This is a movie that could have been way more enjoyable on this level that we're talking about. This like goofy, kind of self-aware, like trashy if horror. If it had
1: quite gone into the camp, it it didn't quite step its foot over into the camp realm yeah
0: right and you also you again have like the animal mutilation stuff and it's so there's there's some slight differences right like some of the animal violence in this in this movie it's animals killing other animals right but it's also set up like that 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 cute little like cat looking muskrat thing or whatever that they bring with them early oh, on like in the movie
1: a it's that... so sad when... and they that tie it's the time is so long
0: i think for me that was probably the most difficult scene to watch was that one just the, the sounds yeah. i think it's the sounds that got me and like it's long, yeah. like it's a slow death, and it's like, yeah, it's an animal that killing is another too animal. long.
1: Why do we need to have this watch this whole fucking? Was, yeah, ugh.
0: yeah, it's an animal killing another animal, but it's like, it's that thing they they set that up right. They fucking brought the anaconda in there, tied the whatever that was, whatever the fuck that was, to the stick. Yeah, and that's, let the that's the same
1: roll. as them murdering it. It's the same. Totally,
0: and you have you have the the jaguar killing the what was it like a pig or a monkey or something like they set that up a monkey yeah they have a jaguar killing a monkey what really got me was that girl who fell in the hole and she was like help help i'm trapped and she's like just standing in this pit and there's a pig in there and the pig's not really doing anything to her but she's like help help and then they go in there and the guy like stabs the pig right and yeah they make a point out of it of like oh did you really have to torture it
1: but i I don't know like wait i don't remember that what
0: no you don't remember that The, the brunette the anthropologist she like falls in a trap and she's like in a mud pit and there's a pig in the pit with her and the, the psycho guy, like, jumps down oh, there with her. Oh, yeah. And sta- you see him stab the the pig a couple yeah, times. Yeah, he
1: stabs the pig for some reason when the pig clearly fell in the trap. That dude. Okay. So my thoughts on that person. He is a sociopath. He is a serial killer that used um, being a drug dealer, being in the jungle as excuses as to, like, how he could get his rage out. And he used coke to just be like, oh, I'm. So coked up, I normally wouldn't murder, but you know how it is. It be like that sometimes, and you're super high. You're just like, gotta do a murder, and and this guy's just like, fucking psychopath. Which is so much
0: less, like, narratively interesting. It's not interesting.
1: It's not interesting. He's so we don't explore that.
0: Yeah, he's. We don't
1: explore it. It's just he's just gross and evil, and. How fucking
0: weird and annoying was it where you'll, you'll you'd be like right in the middle of this like super tense dramatic scene and then it just like cuts to new york and there's this fucking music, goofy ass music playing it's okay like, the weird flashes subplot. back
1: to new york i don't understand like i i the first of all the subplot was dumb and unnecessary so dumb. like literally didn't it didn't need to be there but it felt like Like, part of the reason why this felt, again, like, such a ripoff of Cannibal Holocaust is because they flash back to New York. But there it makes sense. It's necessary for the story and feels like a good juxtaposition. And this one is just, like, why the fuck are we back in New York all of a sudden?
0: Totally. And they do, I mean, like, the purpose is, like, that subplot is following, like, these... I don't know what the fuck they are like mafia or like some, some gangsters who are like trying to find Mike Yeah, collect it because he stole money. And it's like three on three separate times. I think it just like cuts back to New York and we're back in this dumb fucking subplot that doesn't matter. It all just exists so that they have a rescue. Right. Like that's ultimately how it culminates is those people right. go out there and they get rescued by them. It's like so stupid and unnecessary, and just really breaks up the... Like, I can't remember specifically the context, but there's one scene where I think they're, like, in a cage or something. Some horrific stuff has just happened, and it's, like, a close-up of the brunette, like, stuck in a cage. Smash cut to, you know, some building in New York, and it's just, like, this goofy-ass music. And I was like, really? You're gonna do this? Like, you finally have a moment that's, like, actually (laughs) tense and effective, and you just, like, abruptly cut And go to this dumb subplot like it's just it's it's messy and I just felt amateurish to me and I just kind of felt like a cat like a you know trying to cash in on the notoriety that Cannibal Holocaust had established and you know like there are things I liked about it like the dude who gets his head oh it's Mike Mike gets his head they like put his head in that contraption where the Top of his skull sticking out, and they Oof. like I chop it with the mas- yeah. machete, and then they're like eating the brains. So I was brains. like, Fuck yeah, oh yeah, loved that. That kid was great, but it's like those, Chopping like gore people's
2: dicks off. <laughs> uh, see, I mean, I'm all for
0: that. Titties. Let's chop everyone's yeah. dick off. The <laughs> no titty, no titty hooks were, were rough.
1: That that made my butthole clench. Not gonna lie to you guys. Oof, when they put that first hook in, and then the second hook. Oh my god! But I, I think that kind of gets to
0: to the point of why Campbell Holocaust is so effective is that none of the violence in that movie made me go fuck yeah, cool kill. You know what I mean? Some of the kills in this movie did, like him getting his head chopped off with the machete and then right. the brains and like. I I enjoyed that stuff. It was fun. It's a, there were moments where I was like enjoying it on that level, but it's like way less impact. And all the other stuff that actually is abhorrent, like the animal mutilation and the, you know, there's like one or two rape scenes instead of three or four, right? And it's tough to watch. And it's like, I just, it just made me appreciate Cannibal Holocaust even more because, like, yeah, I like gore movies, but I think what's so impactful about that movie is that, like that's kind of fucked if that's your reaction to watching cannibal holocaust is like oh yeah fuck yeah you know like cheering for the violence right. it's so like realistic you know what I mean and there are moments in this movie that are realistic and there's some cool special effects but I could enjoy it on that level but it also just made me appreciate cannibal holocaust more if that makes sense so
1: Matt it's interesting that you mentioned some of the cool effects, because the uh, Gino De Rossi did the special effects on this, and actually quite a bit of the other um, exploitation Italian films of this era. Mm-hmm. But um, also did the, the special effects for Casino Royale, like
0: the uh, the the Bond, like the first Casino Royale or the one with yeah,
1: no, 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 like the like the. Um, Oh, my God. His name just fell out of my head. Daniel Craig, uh, like the blonde Daniel Craig. Yeah. The Daniel Craig Casino Royale Bond movie. The the new one. Really? Newer one. Yeah.
0: I knew, like I knew he was like, you know, kind of well known, but I didn't like ever click on his Wikipedia or anything. Right. To like see uh, his credits. I just know that like the special. I just thought, effects what a
1: storied. Known. What a storied career. You know, <laughs>
0: right? He went from these like shitty Italian cannibal flicks to like a sick ass James Bond movie. Good for him. You go, Gioberto, or whatever.
1: <laughs> um, Gino De Rossi, but that's fine, Gino I guess. Fucking Whoops. Matt's racist is not a else. big deal. No, no, no. I'm looking at uh, a <laughs>
0: wait. No, nah, his name, his his actual name is Gianetto. Giannetto. Okay, but he goes yeah, by De Ross, Gino. Sure. Okay, well, whatever. Yeah, Gino
1: DeRossi. That's not what you said. It's not racist to call a guy by his real name. <laughs>
3: that's... <laughs> <laughs> we should move on. <laughs> yep.
1: um, we haven't really talked about the music, even though we said we were going to.
0: It sucks. Let's move on. No. <laughs>
2: you guys really like, like the was...
1: fucking music yeah. in this movie? The music in this was yeah, actually was the me, only, uh, maybe the only thing I liked about it. Oh
0: my god,
2: it was giving me Goblin vibes.
3: Goblin, God is good.
1: Yes, no, I a hundred percent agree that like really cool, like spooky, <laughs> emotional. Like this movie was goofy and ridiculous and poorly acted, but I feel like anything good that came out of that, the tension was mostly from the score for
3: sure
0: yeah I'm, I'm being harsh mm-hmm. on it. it you know there were um what do we call it motifs i guess that were cool but motifs that the <laughs> opening song is so bad like th- when that started i was like oh woof what am i getting into with this thing like so
2: corny that's just a, a cannibal holocaust co- well we cannot say that <laughs> word
0: holocaust purist I might have to
2: revise. He's a, he's my, a
1: Holocaust denier. <laughs> I
0: might have to revise my Star Rating to a five, just <laughs> as a fuck you to Cannibal Ferox. Matt,
1: don't do that. No, I'm not. Going if to if do. you if you change your Star Rating to a five, I'm signing you up for therapy right fucking now. So, apparently, these two movies share an actor, Robert Kerman. Is okay. Can we talk about my boy Robert? So who
0: who is he in Ferox?
1: He is a lieutenant whatever. He has a very brief uh, moment as the um, lieutenant military guy in that. But he's the anthropologist, the main protagonist in Holocaust.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and even more importantly, prior to these, he was a porn actor in the golden age of porn, as seen as, you know, we, you know, we all know this in like the seventies, but he was in more than a hundred pornos, including Debbie does Dallas.
0: Huge, huge classic. Yeah. Debbie does Dallas is a classic. This guy It's a classic. It's one <laughs> of
1: the few X rated movies that came to mainstream. And like, I mean, we see his peen in Holocaust and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, but, i was shooketh when i found out that he was like a porn star not just a porn actor this this man was a full-on porn star this is like dirk diggler status
0: yep you saw him in cannibal holocaust and you're like damn homeboy you're in the wrong line of work and then you realize oh nope you are in the right line of work
1: (laughs) but you realize
0: that he was already (laughs) doing porn
1: gonna be honest i thought his dick was a little small But it was soft, so give
0: him a break. He was fucking tied to a like a cross-looking thing, stripped down. (laughs) No, oh no, no, no! You're You're talking about the river. He's naked in the river. When
1: he's naked in the river, he just has a little floppy penis. It
3: was probably cold water. It's a little guy. Give him a
1: break. Well, I'm not. That's I wasn't saying anything negative. I'm just saying it wasn't like oh this dude should get into porn. I was like (laughs) oh he has a regular penis. So, uh,
0: well,
2: did you do your research, Paris?
1: I have not. Oh, oh my God! I didn't look at his porn penis. <laughs> I should. After, <laughs> after we're done here.
2: <laughs> this is, oh no, we got to do it live mm. on this show. This is only the second time. Yeah, I'm doing it right now. Not. So <laughs> uh, he, don't look
1: him up now. He's he's not an attractive man now.
2: He did yeah, his now. letterbox picture.
0: Oh. What are we are we what are we doing? Are you guys actually looking for Robert Kerman in action?
1: I looked Robert up Robert Kerman, Kerman penis scene. and Google is not I'm <sighs> gonna be honest with, with you guys off. I mean, it should be off. We don't need to. I, I feel like we're probably missing anyone that porn. could possibly she be just listening.
2: this. Types in boobs, <laughs> 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 big boobs. B 0 BS. Is that how you do it? <laughs> Send to Google, see what
1: comes up. <laughs> Sex question mark question mark question mark. <laughs> I'm a 13 year old boy. I'm sorry, you guys. It's not a big deal. <laughs> um
0: okay are any other thoughts on cannibal for rocks before we wrap up this episode nah i'm spent dude robert kerman was in spider-man sam raimi spider-man <coughs> i wonder what he okay but like he was as there. what role <laughs> i'm trying yeah. to find that out yeah it was like one of his one of his late late roles we are just off the train here, but you know, Robert Kerman's a, you know, a classic actor along the lines of, uh, um, he's a legend, you know, uh, yeah, he's Cary Grant and, and uh, his Jimmy Stewart. Oh you know, yeah. Right up there. with Oh us. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: Just like a little bit later and a little bit more, uh, porn, but yeah,
0: he's a star. He deserves to be in the same conversations. All I'm saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't have anything else to say about Cannibal Ferox. Was there any other points? Thank God. (laughs) Trivia you guys uh, wanted to mention on it before we uh, give star ratings for this one?
2: No, but I will ask a question mostly to Matt. Are you at all interested in watching Green Inferno by your favorite director of all time? Yeah, the, maybe the Green Inferno. Okay, yeah, we
1: didn't inferno. we didn't touch this, but I was shooketh that Matt was so into this and fucking Eli Roth, Matt's arch nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> no, Har- Harmony Korine is, is my so, arch nemesis. Okay, okay. To be fair, to be fair, Harmony Korine is your, but Eli Roth is like. The person that like you your number two. would be a jock, and he would you <laughs> would like make fun of in an eighties, like you would rag to the point of like trying to murder them in an eighties movie. Like, Har- you hate
0: Harmony corrin is the Joker to my Batman, and Eli Roth is like you know Two Face. Two Face, But yes, I I would watch it, and I am curious to watch it, just because like that's literally his like. You know, he's so inspired by the Campbell Holocaust, and he uh, literally yeah, took the took the term.
1: Him, so, like, why? I hate myself
0: too, Paris. So I put myself, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I subject myself to these viewing experiences fair enough. I'm, you know, sooner or later, I'm gonna end up watching another Harmony corinne film, and I'm gonna fucking hate myself. It's the same thing, you know. There's, I'll, I'll watch a. Uh,
1: if you don't Ferno. do it for this side of the podcast, I'm fine with that.
0: And, you know, I can also talk shit on it. Like, it can make me... It can give me more fuel for my fire that burns in my heart, the hatred for Eli Roth. You know what I mean? Because I can just, like... If I hate it, I can be like, this fucking guy took what was good about
3: oh, God. cable holocaust. Yeah, I so, don't want you to watch... Speaking, of, <laughs> speaking of Matt's terrible
1: south park impression should we do our star ratings maybe is that what we should do
3: now
0: let's do it yeah let's wrap her up 2.5 stars
1: two stars i can't go higher
2: i can't go higher than i did for holocaust even though i did say at the start of this review that i did like it a little yeah so two stars as well fuck yeah good
1: job travis i was worried (laughs)
2: that's that's the ceiling for these movies two stars
1: that's fair i that's that's a fair assessment i was worried that you were gonna go higher on verox and i was like no that's that's this is not a good movie
2: i almost did it just to be spiteful or to play contrarian but you know yeah (laughs) got to keep a little bit of credibility so
0: totally well so uh which uh which two uh campbell films are we doing next you guys feeling uh (laughs) The Mountain Barf. of the Cannibal God maybe paired with a uh, Zombie Holocaust. Matt, this or? is not
1: the first time you've We're even changing made us the name watch of cannibal the pod, movies either cannibal like cannibal digest. Have ice. <laughs> Jesus, I will uh, submit my resignation letter on Monday.
0: Massacre in Dinosaur <laughs> Valley? Build as Cannibal Ferox too. Huge. What? Okay, be actually, huge.
1: before we go on, that does do we know what Ferox means?
0: <laughs> no what does right? I, mean. I have no idea what Ferox means. That's they say that a couple question. times
1: in the movie, we've been saying it. Like, what does it mean? Ferox. There's no definition. way to know. It's fine.
2: Cruel, defiant, arrogant.
0: So, cruel. Cruel cool. cannibals. Cannibal yeah. cruel.
1: Cannibal cruel.
0: Cannibal cruel. <laughs> good shit. All
3: right,
0: right, that's going to do it for this episode. Coming up on the next double feature, it is Paris's turn. Why don't you go ahead and let the listeners know what we got in store for them?
1: Yeah, um, it is my turn. And for the next episode, I wanted to go with a theme with, it's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. And for that, I'm doing Saw. Since, uh, you know, Spiral Book of Saw. uh, is coming out um, <laughs> right now, is out in theaters right now. Um, Saw is on HBO Max and Hulu for free. And then I also am going to pair that with Cube, which I have not seen, but feels like the original Saw and is available for free on Prime, Tubi, and Voodoo.
0: Oh, yeah. Thanks.
2: Cube is a very good movie. Why, cool. From memory, at least,
0: very. I'm Cube excited. Dude. All right, can't I wait for this. I have heard. Jesus. I've heard
2: mixed, so now I'm that's very pending excited. Rewatch, right? Pending rewatch. <laughs> You're fuck, bud,
3: I can't wait Loved till it. next <laughs> episode.
0: <laughs> we all know Cube Two is superior to Cube One, but <laughs> let's see it here for the pod. Travis
1: loves Cube. It doesn't matter what he says next time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, no, it still holds up.
0: Uh, we'll see. All right. Hope so. That's gonna be next. Saw cube get hyped. Follow along. Paris told you where to watch them. Fucking watch them. Join in with the fun. I'd like to give a special shout out to Kurt Morin for supplying the theme song to the Digest. Thanks again, Kurt. Check the show notes uh, for a link to some of Kurt's work. That's gonna do it for this episode. We will be back. Stay spooky.
1: Stay scared. Oh.